Hi, I'm your host, Matt Stauffer, and this is episode 102 of the 5-Minute Geek Show, a weekly show about development and everything around it. It's one topic per episode about front-end, back-end, mobile, project management, design, entrepreneurship, whatever, if it's geeky, it fits. Today, we're going to be talking about writing, the simple tricks to editing writing that I use every single time I edit a blog post. I edited a couple of blog posts today, and I realized that there's just some things that I do every single time, um, and I wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that these are some easy things that you can do. So, took a blog post. First thing I do is I... Uh, look at the title. And if the title is unclear, um, if the title uh, is um, it's BuzzFeedy, um, I think the one I edited today said something along the lines of a simple trick about blah, blah, blah that you should know, um, then it's it's not doing the job that I wanted to do. For me, the if I should see the title and know what the thing's going to be about, you know, like I remember somebody teaching about preaching sermons and he says, if I do my job right, you know within the first minute of my sermon uh, exactly what I'm going to say for the rest of the time. And all I'm going to do the rest of the time is just expound in that and beat it in your head or some other clever thing. But if, if I don't know what the article's about, from the title, the title has failed. Uh, BuzzFeed does it wrong, basically. No no clickbait. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing you want to do is uh, read the first couple sentences and kind of get a feel for like the vibe. The, the Is this extremely professional? Is this extremely cold? Is it friendly? Do I actually know what it's about? Um, so I make sure that, especially within the type of content that I'm writing, um, it's a combination of friendly and outgoing, um, but also uh, professional. And so there's everybody's got that balance and you got to learn the balance for your particular context. And it's different depending on the context. My personal blog is a little more personal than my uh, company blog. But get a sense for like, what is the tone that you want and get, you know, take a look at the tone within those first couple of paragraphs and and say, is this the tone that I want? And if not, kind of set your brain right. What is the tone that I want and try to approach it that way? Um, I think the next thing would be like, do I within the first few sentences, preferably the first few sentences, but at least for your first few paragraphs, do I know what it's about? Do I know the problem that we're trying to solve? You know, if you think about like a narrative arc, like what's the actual challenge here? What's the actual thing that's wrong? that we're going to solve by the end of this article. Um, and so is there an introduction? So uh, often people will jump straight into some technical concern or something like that. And often I have to say, step back and imagine you were, you're approaching this article for the first time. You didn't know what the concept was about. You weren't thinking about it nonstop for the last four weeks. You know, what would you first need to kind of set yourself in the right space? If you imagine the world being, you know, this physical space uh, and you're going to approach this topic, uh, there's different angles from which to approach the topic. Get Put the person, like pick... Pick the reader up and set them in the place that puts them in the right angle towards approaching the topic the way that is best for you to teach them. Um, and I think that the, the next thing that I do is I read the whole thing out loud in my voice. And I sound like a crazy person, but I'm really making sure that uh, the word choice uh, makes sense, that the punctuation makes sense. I'll uh, pause when there's a semicolon, I'll pause less when there's a comma, I'll pause longer when there's a period, you know, those sorts of things. And and if it doesn't make sense, that's usually the strongest guide. A period might be too long. Uh, The most common problem for people, at least in my generation, is to use commas when they should use something longer. They use commas when they should use semicolons the most commonly. Um, So I'd read it out loud. and, And if I'm still going in a sentence and I feel like I haven't had a chance to breathe yet, well, then that that sentence probably needs to be split up into multiple sentences. So give myself the space to, you know, split something up. And and later I go back and say, wow, all that work that I did right there ended up turning into I need paragraph breaks. So I'll do a visual check later. But first it's just reading it and understanding it. And I, I get to a point where, um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, I'm reading along, but I'm also engaging my brain here. And I'm saying, do I actually follow what's going on? And often, you know, especially today, one of the things I found was I hit points where I have a question and I don't know what's going on, 
and it kind of is like a tickle in my brain, and I hope that the writer's going to answer it immediately. But if so there's certain signs that tell you, hey, I'm answering your questions, and certain signs that don't. So where it seems like the next couple sentences are a part of this paragraph, I'll assume that you're going to answer this question in this paragraph. When I haven't seen any specific signs showing that you're changing the topic, I, I assume that you're going to answer my question about this thing. Like, let's say you introduced a new term that I'm hoping you're going to define. But sometimes you introduce that new term, you don't define it, and then it kind of looks like you're going to go somewhere else. There's a new paragraph coming, and it doesn't the first couple words of it don't seem to be defining that term or whatever else. And so in those moments, I, I find those things. I read a little bit ahead. You know, I kind of bookmark it in my brain. I read a little bit ahead, make sure it wasn't actually defined. And I go back and I say, okay, mark this. This is a thing we should define. Um, there's another thing I keep my eye open for, which is moments when kind of the topic shifts just a little bit. I don't mean like you go from, you know, apples to oranges. But when you're talking about apples, you might start with the history of apples. And then you might move on to the... Um, you know, current state of apples, and then you might go on to the future problems with apples, and then you might go on to your solution for the future problem of apples, right? So those four different sections. And so I find those moments where I feel like the angle of approach shifts a little bit from this to that, to this to that, to this to that. And each of those is like a little angle shift, which almost always is is a moment where you should have a subhead. Those subheads group your content in a way that, you know, obviously I just realized, like this is technical writing in the particular world that I'm in, the, the, the less your writing lines up with the stuff that I'm doing, the less ap applicable this will be, although I do use these rules in kind of all my writing. But, you know, there's certain things that shouldn't have subheads. Okay, cool. I'm, but I'm talking about the type of stuff that I write day to day. So I start going and putting in subheads. And every time I find a, a big kind of shift, you know, usually happens one or two or three or four or five times per article, I'll put, you know, like an H2, which in the HTML world is like, splitting up the argument or the the article into sections and then sometimes within those there's a couple you know mini shifts and i'll put an h3 for those or whatever and i just kind of go through the whole article that way i'm um, answering my own questions and if and if there's not answered later then going in and making a link or making an explanation or something else like that splitting subheads um reworking grammar um so that it reads well and the and i'll often go back and reread something so, several times the the end goal is to go from the beginning to the end starting not knowing anything or not maybe not not knowing anything but not having had your brain there for ages really getting a sense of what it's about and where it's going from the title and the intro uh reading it in a really clear and easy way where you can hear the author's you know voice in your brain the whole way through um having groupings like paragraph breaks and subheads and everything like that to teach your brain kind of like the chunks like to help you organize the, the the information and see how far you're going to explain anything that a reasonable reader in your target audience would be confused by so they don't kind of have those tickles in their brain where they don't i don't i don't know what's going on there or i don't know what that term is whatever else um and then the, the last thing that i was going to focus on there's way more but i'm out of time the last thing i want to get to is how do i end often people will just say well i'm out of things to write and so i'll stop writing um and so one last thing i'd really really focus on is make sure that somebody wraps up not dissatisfied because it just kind of stopped out of the blue and the, this is the hardest for me because it feels like I'm often struggling with like I just write the word conclusion as a subhead and then I basically recap the article it's better than nothing right at least you gave some closure the best thing would to be actually to have some like actionable next steps or some actually can you know contribute some some conclusion stuff that actually contributes to the content that'd be great but at least do something what I what I cannot handle in an article that I publish or you know a publish that somebody else wrote was just you know I I have five points, right? So I write like an intro paragraph and then point one, two, three, four, and five, and then it's over. Like, because the last thing you wrote is often the most esoteric, right? It's often the least interesting point because it's the one you pushed out to the last, not always. And so like, you just end there and it's just kind of like, 
okay, I guess we're done. So even if not a formal conclusion section, make a conclusion. Think about how the person's going to walk away. Call to action at the end is great. Or, uh, you know, I often do super cheesy things like go forth and create. Like, of course, that's that's cheese ball. But like whatever works, just make sure the person can get out of the article well. Um, so way more things to talk about, but we're out of time. So I hope that helps somebody. Thanks for listening to the 5 Minute Geek Show. At 5 Minute Geek Show on Twitter, number 5, 5minutegeekshow.com, F-I-V-E. Subscribe to us, iTunes, RSS, all this other stuff. Everybody uses the word podcatcher now. I don't know if I like that word, but I guess it means things. But you know what I want. Subscribes and five-star ratings, all that stuff. You like the show telling your friends, all that stuff. I, I, if you're listening this far, you know what I'm talking about. Thanks. Until next time, Matt Stauffer, 5-Minute Geek Show. Ready to do it? Mm-hmm. All right, go. Some old labels try to stop me. There's going to be some dread boys in the lobby. Uh-uh. You don't find a problem. No problem with me. Uh-uh. Yeah.